0: and now ladies and gentlemen white coats of the round table all right well welcome back everybody to another episode of white coats of the round table uh glad you're listening in today it's only gonna be me mike is off in vacation land getting sunburned so today, um, I just want to go over some housekeeping things. First of all, we want to discuss our new project, the Testimonials Project. A lot of you have probably seen us posting some questions about getting some engagement. We are always looking for new people. Uh, we've heard some from some really amazing people uh, in various unique instances of non-traditional work, and we really hope that you guys enjoy those videos when they come out. But what I can ask of you guys is if you know of somebody who's in a position that is interesting, unique, non-traditional, and it can even be non-clinical, as you'll get a little bit of that taste today, uh, if you know of anybody like that, please send this off to them or encourage them to message me at John McDonald on LinkedIn or Michael Asbach on LinkedIn or just even follow us on the Facebook page and you can message us from there. I'm gonna do the old YouTube, just like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever you gotta do. Uh, But we wanna hear from you, so please reach out. So today is a little bit different than what we've done in the past. We are gonna be talking to a couple of former students, not of mine, but students that I had worked with as a pharmacist and they were technicians. Now, you're gonna hear one of them uh, is wasn't necessarily in a uh, terminal degree situation, but got a lot of experiences that he wouldn't have otherwise. And then our our other guest uh, will be someone who went a very different direction right out of pharmacy school. I'm really excited to talk about that as well. But first here today, we've got uh, TJ. And TJ's going to either laugh, murder, or praise me for my pronunciation of his last name, but. I've tried it a few times, TJ McCallick, and I'm going to introduce you again, but did I say that correctly?
1: Uh, Actually, that is the usual pronunciation that people try, but it is actually Michael.
0: Michaelak. Michaelak. how uh, you probably did tell, you you probably told me in the past, but, but listen, I, I'm sure I said it once. Well, listen, I, I'm going to praise you, anyways, because I've got an introduction for you. Okay, so, Hero TJ. Now, this here is, is an example of valiant bravery. A student, now a man, stepped into the unknown. Oh, and now he's a man of many talents, experienced in multitude of healthcare environments. He's now trudging forth in his quest to reach the potential he's always known is within him. Thanks for coming on the show, TJ. Well, I. This is the first time we've had a student or somebody that I've known for quite a while, and we've worked together. Uh, we've worked, even worked a bit ancillary outside of my forty hour, and we're going to talk a bit about that today. But before we do that, can you just tell us a little bit about who TJ is, um, what you what you went to school for, uh, and maybe what you're going to do now? Uh, just give us a little background.
1: Sure. Uh, so. Um I started out uh w- at Brockport as a nursing major Raptor um, Rochester,
0: so York, right? Brockport I, College.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so it's about 20 minutes outside of uh uh Brockport. It's a uh, SUNY school. Um mm. it's a pretty small one. We have around 5,000 undergrad. Um but uh it's a big school for nursing um and uh basically athletic um, majors in particular. Um, So I thought that maybe going into the nursing program that I could help people in that way. But unfortunately, I got about a year and a half into that program, and I decided that um, helping people in the clinical setting wouldn't be exactly for me. So I decided to switch to uh, healthcare administration instead to do maybe things on the, on the business side in the, in the background that maybe I can get, um, people, the aid that they need. Um, mm-hmm. so I finished out with that and with a finance minor. So I have a bachelor's in science and healthcare administration
0: with a finance minor. Um, and yeah. So I'm interested to know what came up that made, that's a big decision to, to jump out of nursing school. I'm sure you told a lot of people this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into nursing. And and then you have to jump to a different role. It, it's not like you just did that on a whim. What, what came across? Was there something big or is it a small trickle of things?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it was a very, very tough decision for me because I did really, really think that I wanted to be a nurse mm-hmm. and to be able to go into the clinical setting with that kind of Um, confidence and um, and just be able to help people in that way Mm -hmm. but really it came down to um, it came down to a couple clinical classes where um, I just wasn't understanding the material as well and as well as I and doing as well as I thought I would in those settings so it was it was a slow trickle I kind of got there and it the classes kind of caught me off guard a little bit they were a Mm -hmm. little bit harder
0: than i thought they would be (laughs) sure yeah so it was a slow trickle it's it was it's the famous weed out programs
1: (laughs) absolutely and brockport definitely has one of those especially because they don't even start the nursing program until junior year Mm -hmm. so like they have a big so you have to do all your prerequisites before that and so that's a big weed out process and i guess i was just caught in in that weed out, but okay. yeah, but- I don't know. It took a lot of, go ahead.
0: No, please. Yeah. You're you're, you're continuing. Please go.
1: <laughs> no, it just took a lot of talking to my friends. It took a lot of talking to my parents. It took a lot of talking to other people to realize, and even I, so I know I have a contact with a whole bunch of nurses back in Albany, New York. And, um, I, I even talked to them and just some of the things that they said to me, like, just didn't fit with who I was as mm-hmm. a person. So I just decided it was it was a long and hard decision process, but I did decide ultimately that healthcare administration would be where I want to because I knew I wanted to stay in healthcare because I know that's something that I'm very passionate about. But maybe it just wasn't in the clinical setting.
0: I- I'm surprised honestly I didn't I didn't know until today that you set out to accomplished a nursing uh, degree and then you switched over to something in the same space most of the people that i know who say that maybe nursing didn't work out or whatever medical program they were in just wasn't necessarily for them they usually jump completely to something different like real estate or something like that uh, so i'm impressed that it you stayed in the same field but just found something that honed in more on your skills Um, did you consider just completely dropping out of healthcare? Like just completely just, yeah, you know what? This didn't work out. I I just want to try something different.
1: I don't think that really ever was an option for me, actually. Um, I, I just, I knew that healthcare is a very hurting field and it always has been, and it probably will be for a while. But I just know that if I can do whatever I can on that side, that that will satisfy me the most it it just, I have a family. So like my grandfather's a doctor and like, he's 83 years old and still working with like geriatric. um, And he w- used to be a surgeon and everything. So even just going into the office with him as a kid, just, I loved every second of it. It, it was just something that I knew that I wanted to do from when I was little.
0: That's interesting. So you finished with your, your uh, bachelors in, or ma- or bachelors in science with healthcare administration, right? Right. So you graduated this past year?
1: I graduated in, yeah. So I graduated actually back in May uh, mm-hmm. of 2022.
0: So what's going on now then?
1: <laughs> so actually it's been, I am just outside of Lincoln, Nebraska right now at, uh, Twin Lakes, uh, wildlife preservation area. Um, I'm at a free campsite because I am making my way out to Colorado, actually. Really? I'm moving out there semi-permanently.
0: <laughs> okay, well, tell me what's going on in Colorado. Is it Does it have to do with uh, future career or experiences or just because Colorado is cool?
1: Honestly, it was more of an opportunity that really just fell into my lap. Okay. So, like, my, my cousin and I were originally going to go out to Montana because he originally had made the plan just to do a road trip this summer. And then he broke his leg. So he didn't, he couldn't come with me. So I knew that I wanted to do something still. So I've always wanted to go to Colorado and I have a cousin out there. So I knew I was going to go and stay with him. So when I, uh, when I mentioned it to him, he was like, well, how badly do you want to stay? His roommate, is actually moving out. And he said that I would be helping him significantly if I moved in and took over the rent for him. So it really was an opportunity that fell into my lap this time. Um, but I, I always knew that I wanted to move out west at some point. So I, I just took the opportunity and grasped it. And now I'm holding on as, as much as I can.
0: Well, good on you, man. That's uh, jumping out at this time in your life is is the time to do it. So I'm happy for you. Is there anything developing uh, with your career coming out of school? Is there something that you're already moving into or are you just trying to see what is out there first and then make some decisions?
1: So I've actually done a little bit of research on my own. So I have uh, applied to just a couple jobs out there. So I have not I'm waiting to hear back on an administrative assistant position at one of the hospitals out there. I also applied to a doctor's office just to be an yeah. assistant wherever they need me.
0: Well, I think this is a great segue into, I want to know a little bit about your experiential um, education that you got with Rockport. The first time that we talked about this, that even got us down this road to begin with was we were, we were working together and I think we were talking about uh, rotations. Like a uh, pharmacy students have to do their rotations, go to different clinical sites, and they have to be diverse in some way. But they're usually just the same stuff. it's It's usually retail, it's usually clinical, um, like uh, I say clinical. I shouldn't say that. some pharmacists listening right now is just ripping out their hair. <laughs> health systems because everything's clinical. health systems, retail, um there's some drug information. I mean, it, everybody gets roughly the same experience with a couple oddballs out there that you get to experience really unique things now we were talking about this and you said i think i want to do my rotation here at the pharmacy and i said no you're not doing that man i said you already know this i said let's get (laughs) you somewhere else so why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience uh what you did at his branches uh what you maybe what you thought you were going to experience and then what you actually experienced
1: sure um so his branches. It started out as an internship, so mm-hmm. I got there and I basically told them that I they can put me anywhere. I will mm-hmm. do anything. They can put me on the front desk. They can put me on the. Um, they can put me upstairs where the all the administrative all the, where the sausage is made and everything. Um, I wanted to see where um, I wanted to see like how like what the grant applying process looked like. I wanted to see what like the management process looked like. And um, I had my contact Mike, who was the executive Mike Weston who's the executive director at his branches. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up uh, following him around and uh, I was I took a uh, part in a couple uh, different meetings. Uh, they were trying to copyright their image. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was uh, they were gracious enough to allow me to tag along for that um, that uh, meeting with them. And so it started out with the internship as, just an overarching experience so they really did they went through and they gave me a whole bunch of uh, tasks to do so like I was um, going through some old records of theirs and being able to uh, determine which ones need to be kept and which ones need to be um, uh, thrown out like and regulatory
0: so you were looking at regulatory practices of what's required by state and federal and what wasn't. okay very good
1: sure and so and so they're a very old practice. So like they mm-hmm. still had uh, paper records in the mm-hmm. basement that I was looking through. And I also got a really good chance to um, get experience with the electronic medical record system that they were using. Um, I thought that experience was really invaluable in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as just, I got there and I just asked so many questions. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they thought I was annoying But um, I just, I wanted to know, like I said, I wanted to know how the sausage was made. I wanted to know what every task meant to the organization. I wanted to know what I was doing for them, you know, like, so it was a really invaluable experience that eventually turned into a contract position. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really fortunate enough to uh, continue after I graduated there for about a month and a half. Uh, They were actually switching electronic medical record systems. And I got the opportunity to almost, um, they put me at an operations management position for the switch over. So I got Mm -hmm. to train myself in both. mm -hmm. Absolutely. I got to train myself in both. I was the person that people went to for questions. I was making sure that the smooth, the transition went smoothly and I was doing stuff in the uh, in the new electronic medical record system just to kind of set them up a little bit better. Mm-hmm.
0: So you you took the time to learn that stuff on your own so that you could better help them out. That's that's wild. I I didn't know that you were a part of that. That's uh, it's pretty amazing. So so tell me a bit more about other opportunities that you had. So you did EMR work. You did records and retention. Um, you learned. Like you said, how the sausage was made, being in some of those um, executive meetings, learning more about how we negotiate prices, or and then I know 340B was mentioned at one point. Did you did you take part in that as well?
1: So yeah, so they were uh, looking at applying to be a part of the or it was either applying or reapplying to be a part of the 340B program. So basically, what they had me do is they had me do a whole bunch of research about. Um, what that would mean for them, and what kind of uh, 340B uh, drugs they were able to um, uh, either receive or be a part of, and so I did a whole bunch of research on that, and a lot, and just kind of um, uh, explained it to um, Mike and a couple others that were um, a part of the applying process. So I thought that was invaluable because um, it was about applying for grants and it was a part of the whole process of keeping the whole thing afloat almost
0: I can't imagine I want to hear from more students eventually but I can't imagine everybody has this experience that you had because even when I went in as a student I did not have the same mindset as you I was married at the time and we were pregnant to have a kid like we were having a kid and I was already overwhelmed with all of that and trying to find a job I wanted to go there um, to, the, to the locations that I wasn't super excited about. I just want to get my stuff done, make sure I got a good grade, and, and graduate. Now what you've done is intentionally took many different projects and learned it to a depth in which the, the nurses, the medical assistants, the front, the front house or the front desk um, assistants as well, everybody's coming to you for certain something you knew something that they needed assistance with so you actually helped you you weren't there to drag and learn and in the same way as sometimes we get students we're just like it's sometimes sometimes feels like babysitting um mm-hmm. rather than getting some functional help and it seems like you did that which is it's great i, I love to see that um and that
1: was the goal uh, that was the goal okay. going in was was trying to be there just to assist them and and try and help them in any way I could really, because Mm -hmm. that is what I want to do for my big boy job as I
0: call Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Well, okay. So what type of advice could you give students now that you've had many different transitions, you've had to go through, uh, these turns in your life where like, well, that's not working. I'm gonna have to go a different direction. What? Give me a couple of things maybe that you came away with saying like, okay, I'm going to think about life a little bit different now and I'm going to evaluate it in this way, or this is some a pitfall that I wish that I would have avoided. And this is how you can avoid it. Do you have any of those little quips that we, that a student out there like you might want to explore or at least think about?
1: I know it's said over and over and over again, but don't be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to try something and just even if you know, it's going to fail, but just to have that experience of failing and learning from that experience is really not failing in my opinion, because either way you're learning from it. If, if even if it's successful, you may not be learning as much, but you're still learning and failing is a very large part of the learning process. Um another one I have is like I said ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. ask as many questions as you possibly can no matter how dumb you think they are like mm. I'm sure I'm sure the people at his branches like I said I'm sure they were annoyed at me just because I was asking all the questions and just wanted to know everything about what they did
0: as somebody who's had lots of students you can tell when somebody is asking questions to sound intelligent and you can tell when somebody's asking questions to truly understand there are going to be students out there who say okay you got a position at a clinic like yeah if it may have fell in your lap you may have known somebody you may it might have been an uncle whatever you got into something that none of us get into is that true can can anybody get into something like this how would somebody get an experience that is unique like this
1: Well, it really seemed when I started at his branches that, well, they, they hadn't had an internship before me. Mm -hmm. So they didn't, they weren't really even like, they weren't seek, I I almost felt like they weren't even seeking it out. So like, there are places like that, where if you just go in, like, I'm sure there are places where if you just go in and be like, Hey, like, do you guys need help? And Mm -hmm. can I turn this into an internship or something along those lines? I'm sure that they would be willing to help you guys out because like not many places like that are looking for internships just because they're so busy doing everything else, like doing everything else in the healthcare system and and applying for grants and switching EMR systems. And, you know, it's, it's a busy, it's a really busy field. So a lot of, a lot of times I feel like places like that in particular aren't like, they weren't looking before they've, before I was there
0: mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a great point I, I was gonna say the same thing you didn't say that I was gonna say people need you whoever's listening to this they need your skill and if you have a passion that you know um, is out there maybe you don't know people love when you ask how can I help you because I can tell you right now I've got a bunch of ideas of things people could help me with and if somebody came up and said hey I want to learn I want to just be an intern just to understand how you do this or that. It would it would gain so much confidence in you um, as somebody who would be precepting. It would make me feel way better about my job. Put yourself out there and just ask people. Um, you would be surprised about cold calling, cold emailing, showing up at a place how far that will actually go. Um, great, great to hear that, man. I, I can't be more, I couldn't be more happy to, to see the development from where you started to where you are now. And I want to eventually visit this again in the future, just to see where you ended up and what you are, what you're excited about, what you're doing now. We're going to wrap it up now, but I want to know one thing, uh, that we always do. We talk about something, maybe we read a drink, anything new, interesting you might've been doing.
1: Um, so, I mean, this, this trip is pretty new and interesting for me. Like I, I have never done anything like this in my entire life. And it is, somebody said to me the other day that it is going to be a very cleansing trip for me. And Mm I, I really like that a lot. And I, I think that it's even the, I'm not even there yet. And this whole drive, I've had the time to think about. Like, what, what am I going to do when I get there? Or like, how is this going to hold? How is this whole thing working? And how is this happening even? And just the whole like existential part of it.
0: Well, that sounds awesome because I did not get that chance (laughs) to go on a road trip. I I did go on a road trip, but that's probably for an off script podcast. Um, Nothing crazy, nothing like the movie. Believe me, everybody, you or probably would probably cry laugh and everything else it was it was an experience it was a whole year but anyways uh something that i might be doing that's new I, i've done a lot of housework. we had a contract over us because we, we need to uh extend out the backs today we had some contractors over looking around and i kept them i kept seeing them looking like "Ooh, this is old and i'm like oh yeah it's you know it's the house is old it's 1837 is when it was built and then yeah but yeah there's this is old there's some things here. I'm like so it's not a fun thing, but I'm definitely gonna be spending some money on some new house stuff. but I should say a fun thing. now, this is very dad asking me, uh, so bear with me, but I did just get a, a gas powered um, uh, what I can't even think of it right now what's the thing, T j that sprays water really hard, a pressure washer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my wife made me buy one, and I had so much fun. Um, I was out there stripping away concrete and dirt from in the bricks, and I couldn't stop myself. I was a madman out there. I'm going to tear up my grass. I just had too much fun with it. So if you don't have a a power washer or a sprayer, get one. Cause even if you just shoot it up in the air, it's, it's, it's fun. You feel pretty. Uh... Just please
1: do not put your fingers in front of it as I have done a couple times. And it's not a fun experience. <laughs> do you still have
0: them? Let's see.
1: Uh, No, I don't have them, but like they oh, do, yeah. like if you p- put your, if no you fingers. Put, um, I, yeah. Well, yes, I do. I still have my fingers. Oh God. But...
0: Okay. <laughs> keep going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but as, as a young one, my dad did get a power washer, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be a great idea. He told me to spray off some tarps, and mm-hmm. I thought it would be a great idea. I was just really curious as to what how just how powerful a power washer
0: could be. Um.
1: So I put my fingers in front of it, and they started bleeding almost immediately, <laughs> and we had to go into an emergency room. Okay.
0: So. <laughs> I want to go on top of that one, because this is an interesting story, too. Uh I would c- continue to ask my dad, dad, why don't you fix the dishwasher? Cause as a kid, we had to, had to wash the dishes after the, after dinner. And I had five siblings though. There, so so there's six kids. And my dad said, why would I ever fix the dishwasher when I have six? Yeah, well, touche, but John was bored doing it. So when it was time for me, I decided at one point, ah, these knives look sharp. Let's see how sharp they are. And so I stabbed it through the sponge. Um, if you're going to do that though, make sure your other hand isn't on the other side of the sponge, because I went right through into my finger too, and it was hanging a bit. And uh, oh, no. I didn't realize until, you know, cause your hands are in the water, sank, and all of a sudden all the water started turning red. I was like, well, I my hand out, and it was an emergency room visit for me to TJ. So <laughs> we're kindred spirits there. Absolutely. Uh, Well, listen, I I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I I look forward to the future. I want to catch up and do another one of these in the future just to see where you've gone, other experiences. Uh, I will say it again, as I will say it a thousand times on, on this episode, is that there are many students out there wanting experiences that separate themselves from the pack. Um, that show their passion. Because as all of us listening know, the reason why we are even listening to White Coats to the Round Table is because there are opportunities out there to do non-traditional work that actually fit your uh, personality and lifestyle way better than the humdrum. Uh, if you're a nurse, you know you're going to be going to the hospital for a while, like you know it. Um, if you're a PA, well, you're gonna be you're gonna be riding pretty rough for a while, um, writing orders and discharges. If you're a pharmacist, you might be just working retail, or you might be working staffing at. Like it, there are the tracks that we take. We all know this. Um, it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't need to be ten years down the line or fifteen years when you realize that it can be in school. So um, I'm glad to have met you, TJ, and I, I'm looking forward to carrying on this friendship um, for quite a while. Um, just don't screw it up, all right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm very happy I
1: met you too. And thank you so much for allowing me to do this. This this was actually a lot of fun.
0: Okay, well, listen, it's so it's a Michael Eck, right? Michael Eck. Yes, Michael. Michael Eck. Michael Eck. So everybody, this is TJ Michael Eck. Uh you can find him on LinkedIn, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. You can find him on LinkedIn, uh, follow him. Maybe he's post some updates about what he's doing out in Colorado. Uh, and I will put his information in the show notes too, if you want to reach out to him and ask him more about his experiences at the, uh, federally qualified healthcare facility. Um, it, it, it was a great experience. I know that, um, love hearing about it. I know there's a lot more you want to talk about. Uh, absolutely. So I'm sure we'll I do that I could talk about future. that for hours. Very good. All right, TJ. Well, you have a great night, uh, great talking to you and we will catch you another time. You do the same. Thanks so much.